Welcome back to K-Talk. And today's topic is repeat customers. Let's talk about it. Happy holidays, everyone, and happy December. The year is almost done. This is our December intro. I just want to wish everyone lots of peace and lots of blessing this December holiday. Take care, be well, and see you guys in 2022. Well, it's that time of year, right? We're all looking for business. We want to garner new business as the new year rolls around. We want to make sure that we are getting new customers. Our customers are repeating our services. Now, if this is a product-based business, I've spoken about this on previous podcasts. Product-based businesses are a little bit different for repeat customers because you have to add a large amount of inventory for various items. Um, One business that I used to be a part of a long time ago Although I'm thinking of getting back into it because corset training really is my bag. Um, But corset training is sort of a repeat customer business. Um, Usually when women start the process and men do it too now, but back when I was, it was mostly women. So when people buy the corset, you usually start off at a size, you go down a size and you go down a size until you get your waist shrunk into what you like. Now, obviously it's not a cheap business, business corsets are expensive they can range from about 80 bucks to like $200. Um, so, but again, even though it's a repeat business, it's not like a repeat business the next few weeks. Um, most of the time for you to go down in your size, it would take about, you know, the course that usually has about three hooks or they have two hooks now. I think some have four. Um, so you have to pass all the notches, which is about four to six weeks depending. So because of that, you know, that person won't be returning for another six weeks. So you have to be able, you know, to garner new customers, which I love product-based businesses um, because I think that they are in theory less time-consuming as you are just shipping out products. Now, on the flip side of that, you have, um, you know, the fact that there's a lot more creativity that goes into product-based businesses that are different from face-to-face businesses, which you guys notice all the time with coaching that's a common thing for coaching. People just turn on their cameras and start talking. And that's just the thing for product based businesses or retail. It's more like you have to try the clothes on. You have to be on trend. You have to take really good photos. It requires a lot of planning. So it's a little bit different um, in terms of gaining repeat customers um, and, you know, clothing with clothing. It's not necessarily repeat customers. People just like sort of like what your store is about so they like the chicness of your store or they like the rebellious nature of your clothing same thing with lingerie so those are repeat customers that you'll get um but when you have obviously more items when it comes to clothing that's a good thing i remember years ago so i have lululemon that are very old um from many many years ago and i can still wear them today i love to wear lululemon um my pants are still good they have been ripped some of them have that pilling, piling, whatever. Um, but it's nothing major. Um, as opposed to like some other brands, like Aritzia, for example. I have Aritzia clothing. Um, some of it has still stood to this day. Some of it has not. Um, but, you know, I remember Lululemon went through this phase where people were like, oh, no, I'm not buying Lululemon because they bought the pants and it was see-through. It was ripping. 
And people said that Lululemon did it on purpose because their clothes last forever. But because their clothes last forever, they get repeat customers, such as myself. I love the Align pant. I buy the Align pant all the time. I think at this point I own every color in the Align pant because it's that nude sensation and it looks fabulous on my body and it's great. Um, so, you know, I buy Lululemon because I know the quality that I'm buying and also it fits my body. So I am a repeat customer. There are other brands like Aritzia, you know, if they have a sale and I really like something, I'll buy it. But I'm not I'm not drawn to buy it. Right. Like if that makes sense. Um, Nike is also a really good brand, but we're not talking about brands. We're talking about being a repeat customer, which is why I'm giving you those examples because that's what repeat customers mean. Now we're talking big box stores, but this is also for small businesses. I go on, I'm going to say it wrong, Etsy. Everybody says it different. Some people say Etsy, other people say Etsy, but I go on there and I have um, repeat stores that I go to because I like the quality of their stickers. I'm a huge planner fanatic. You have to take planners away from me because I can spend all day buying like personal stuff on Etsy for that. Um, but I go back to repeat, repeat places because I like what they have. Now, they always have different stickers. You never find the same sticker over and over again. So that's how they get me every time. So I say this because this is really important in business, especially as the new year is approaching and you are planning your ad campaign. Now, I've said in previous podcasts that you should always plan your um, your business idea for six months like you shouldn't just be doing it on a whim it should be going through six months intentions are very important I say this all the time which I will be launching the workbook soon but I say this all the time intentions are very important more so than having a plan an intention is important when you plan your board for six months of what you expect your business to do what products you expect to put out it is less time consuming than you planning on a whim It is very stressful to plan on a whim. And like I keep on saying during this whole pandemic, you know, nobody knows what will happen today, tomorrow, the next month. So planning six months ahead for how you're going to go about things is really important. So I want you guys to keep that in mind. Now, this is also going to help you get repeat customers because, for example, in the corset business, if you decide to sell corsets, now the corset I said can last between six to maybe even eight weeks, depending on how committed the person is to the actual training. If you add something like a gel to the business, the gel, obviously, if the person works out extensively, is going to wear out a lot quicker than the corset, which has the customer coming back to you to purchase the gel. And the gel would be something they'd purchase maybe every two to three weeks or maybe more, depending on how they work out or where they're putting it on their body. They would be continuously purchasing it. And because they're purchasing the gel, um, this is still garnering um, their attention to your business. Now, I can tell you another repeat business. So usually in service, it's a lot easier in service to have repeat customers than in products. Because like I said, products last a long time or you have to consistently kind of keep building on that customer, like what it is that they would like to see. But uh, services is a bit different. So I can tell you, for example, when I get my lashes done, I cannot just go to any lash person. I have to continuously go to the same lash person because most lash techs do not work on other lash techs work. But also, it's just more convenient that way. They get to know you. They know what you like. So you can continuously see the lash tech. Same thing with my nails. I have one person I go to for my nails. I continuously go to her for my nails. I don't go anywhere else because most nail techs will not work on other nail techs work and blah, blah, blah. 
So continuously every month she has me coming in as a customer. So you're like, well, like, how do I do that if I'm not a service business? So the way to do this today is really to sit down and think about who your products or your service is appealing to. Like I said, if you're in nails or hair or any of those things, those are very personal things. So people will continuously come to you no matter your relationship status with your hairdresser. And trust me, sometimes it's very difficult, like when you have to wait long or whatever, but you'll continuously go because your hair is really personal and only your hairdresser can really treat your your specific hair needs, right? Same thing with your nails and same thing with your lashes. Same thing, same thing if you go to an acupuncturist or a masseuse. I go to an acupuncturist and I will continue to go to her because she knows my body very well and I'm really comfortable with her. So in service, it's a lot easier to keep customers than it is with product. Product, you can keep customers, but how many times they use your service is questionable based on the product and based on the other things that you have. I always say that product-based businesses are an excellent way to have passive income, especially if you're not someone who's comfortable talking to people or being around people or, you know, it's it's a lot better and if you really are uncomfortable with that and you want to like do something with um what's the term that I want to use like you want to make ads you can always hire people so it's not like you personally have to be in the front end whereas the service business is good passive income but it does require your time and time is not something that everybody has and with the service business time is fundamental because that's how you get repeat customers You can't get repeat customers if you're not nice or you're in a rush or you're pushing them out. That's not how that's not going to make people come to you. So it's a lot more of a personal service where um, product based businesses doesn't really require your time in that same capacity um, because most of the time you're just shipping or you're coming up with ad campaigns or you're putting your your material somewhere or you're learning a skill that maybe will help your business. So it's a little bit different. And I always think that people kind of need to know the difference because repeat customers are important on both sectors, but on one, such as service, how you present yourself and how you are is way more important than in a product-based business. Um, Because people are not coming to, like, if I'm looking for corsets, I'm literally searching in corsets and I don't really personally care about the person's story. You could be anybody. I just want a corset and that's what I'm going to purchase. Hey, y'all. Hey, I just want to make a quick reminder that if you are looking to book a appointment with Real Queen Hypnosis, you can do that. Appointments are still available, especially for the month of December as we move into a time when mental health issues become increasing. So if you're looking for some major motivation, go to www.realqueenhypnosis.com to get your fill. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. And I think it's really important. Like, if you want to get repeat customers, you certainly have to be more present to the current climate of the world that we live in today. You know, when it comes to people venting, that's a huge thing. Whether it doesn't matter the service you provide, people will vent. So being a compassionate person, being an active listener is very helpful to you. Now, listening to other people's problems certainly can burn you down in my day-to-day job, like my everyday job. It is extremely exhausting. If I said anything else, I would be totally lying to you. 
it is exhausting to deal with other people. It's exhausting to hear people's problems, especially mundane problems that aren't really problems. But you have to. That's part of your um, your ideals. Um, to be honest, for myself personally, I I have gotten repeat customers through word of mouth. So people like my services, so they recommend me to friends, and I also give discounts when people recommend me. I give discounts on services. Um, because I believe in the reciprocity of a business. And that's why I'm saying like repeat customers are not just like, oh, I really had a good massage. I'm going back. No, people need a reason to come and visit you outside of their physical pain or their need. It maybe they like your personality. I remember there is a fabulous hairdresser that is so gifted and talented, but I have to be honest. I just don't like her. I don't like her and she's also far from me. But aside from that, she's a good hairdresser, but my personality just doesn't take hers. So the only time that I see this hairdresser is when my hairdresser or the other hairdresser, my backup hairdresser, is not around. Then I will go see her. And then just for me to go there, like I'm in an attitude, I'm in a mood, and then she's talking to me and I'm just like, ugh, because I don't like her. Her personality doesn't speak to me because I find that her tone of voice, for me personally, is a little bit aggressive when I just want to get my hair washed. I'm not really interested in a long story I just want to get my hair washed I want to get it braided and I want to get this wig or weave or whatever I want to get it done I'm not interested in like hair care tips because I personally don't like to care for my hair so and I'm not saying that's anything about her it's just that I personally don't like her so it's hard for me to repeat see her unless I have a need and you don't want people to, I mean, of course, there will always be people that feel that type of way about your business, but essentially you don't want that. Essentially what you want is for people to book with you because they like your personality. Like even when you change your prices, repeat customers who have been coming to you forever, there should be some sort of loyalty program or loyalty price that you give them. Now, I'm not saying that, for example, if you were a hairdresser and you were charging $65 and everything has increased, that you cannot increase your price. But if you've increased your price to like $100 for your new clients, maybe you could increase the $65 to like 85 or 90 bucks, right? Because you want your repeat, you want to show your repeat customers loyalty because usually repeat customers are people who literally come to your salon once a week or, you know, twice a week or whatever. Like, you know, some people like to get their hair done very often. I'm not one of those people. So I wouldn't really be on a loyalty program because I personally am not that person. Um, I go to the hairdresser once or twice a month. So if my hairdresser said to me, I'm charging you now like 150 bucks, like whatever, because sure, I'd be irritated, but I also don't keep her in business that often because the once or twice that I come, that's going to do nothing for her. Um, so I get that. So what I'm saying is like, you want to be able to always offer your repetitive customers something different. Now, in my personal business that I work, where I work with vulnerable people, so outside of my 9-to-5 job, um, where I work with vulnerable people, one of the things that I always do is I always tell the family events and things that are happening. Um, and this, I don't have to do this. They don't pay me for this. This is just something that I do. If they want to schedule time with me, they can totally do that. Now, I've had some of these families for a very long time. There is in no way in hell that I would say, okay, here's the booking system. Book with No, that's never how they've worked with me before. So I keep that relationship how it's always been. Um, I like to send them like little details of events and things that are happening so that they can know. I think it's important, but not all of us are the same, right? Um, but I think that, you know, for repeat customers and people that are loyal to your business, because let's be real. 
for every business that's out there, there's another version of it somewhere. There's another you, there's another person doing something. They, you do something they don't like, they'll just pack up and go somewhere else. That's just a fact. But I find that little added touches of things that you do, like, you know, occasionally, um, you know, having a luncheon or, you know, raffling gift cards or especially during the holiday time. Um, for my personal clients that I have, I always try to get them a birthday gift of any kind. I think it's very important. It shows that you are caring and that you're paying attention because birthdays are very important to a lot of people whether they have disabilities or not, it's very important. Um, but I try to always make it known that I know my client's birthday. I know when something is happening so I can get them a nice gift um, because I think it's important. Now, secondly, on top of that, this is how I garner repeat customers. I give people access to me. So my clients have access to me. I have off hours that I work um, with my clients. So whether that's in the evening or whenever I have a day or so that I allow my clients to text me. Not always call because I'm not always by the phone, but I allow them to call or text me. I think it's important. It keeps them in touch with me and some of them really like that. Now, I don't do that for everybody, obviously. And again, I'm not paid for that, but I've had loyal customers that have been with me for a long time. So it's a service that I provide them. So I say this because... <clears throat> During the holiday, there's a lot of people who have decided to put their small business on hold, which I don't think you should do. Um, but there are a lot of people who've decided that they just need to focus on their mental health. And I hear you 100%. So since you're on hold, just think in the future how the people who have supported your small business, whether you can get them back as customers or what is it that you could offer them that would make your business more enticing to them than maybe it currently is. Right. There are so many things that people could do. There are ad campaigns like, you know, you just you can even do a general survey to find out sort of like what it is that clients wish that you did more of. So I'm saying this because, you know, the new year is around the corner and, you know, new year means new everything. Right. There's new business plans, new moves, you know, things that maybe didn't work in the past can now be changed. And I think repeat customers are essential to a business um, because, you know, they, they have friends, they have connections, they're talking and it's a really good place for you to put yourself. So that's why I'm giving this little tiny podcast today. It's not a major podcast. It's actually quite small. But I'm giving this today to drive home this idea that repeat customers are important for all businesses, whether whether product or service. But service, for sure, you want to be in good space only because people usually come back to your service, not because you're just really good at what you do, but also because they like you. And being liked is really important in the service industry. I don't care who you are, okay? It's very, very important. Um, Product-based, yeah, it's kind of important, but people just Google things all the time. Like, I don't know, Googling sports bras. If I see something come up on Amazon, I don't really know who owns the business. I might just buy it because I like it, right? So those are things to just consider as, you know, the holidays roll in. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to K-Talk, and I will catch you guys later. Have an awesome day.